Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner. I want to introduce you to Sabrina Rodriguez. She is the National Director and Board of Directors member for Pure Romance. Thank you so much for being on today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We have a lot to talk about. So the first thing is we both graduated from Damon College. I graduated a few years earlier than you did, but... (laughs) And I won't say how many, but I see that you had, I just, I guess I always assumed that you had a degree in business, but when I looked, it was Bachelor of Science in Political Science and that you were involved in the Pre-Law Association. So what were you thinking back then career-wise? What were your aspirations? Yeah. So back in uh, 2009, I started my Damon career and I was political science major with um, pre-law and criminal justice minors. So I really wanted to get into the either legal field or the crime field, something they had to do with helping people in a specific way um, where they were either harmed by others or, you know, something had really like hurt them in their life. And I wanted to be that kind of resource for that person to be able to help walk them through that and be a safe place for them. And so in 2009, when I started at Damon, um, I had no idea what pure romance was. I was 17 years old, so I wasn't even old enough to go to a party, but a friend of mine had invited me to a pure romance party and I had so much fun. You know, I wanted to have one myself. And so fast forward through Damon, I had taken a bunch of different courses and I don't even know if I took a business course at all, which is so crazy to me of how how I got into my career because a lot of people do think that I have business knowledge, but really it was just from a lot of trial and error, to be honest. (laughs) Um, So with my, um, you know, my studies, I got introduced to Pure Romance and I really just saw it as a way of getting a discount on the products that I liked and paying for law school. That was what my ultimate goal of starting this was, is just having some extra money. So when I was in school, I was working a full-time job serving in a restaurant and I was doing Pure Romance and I had a full course load. So I really was spreading myself thin back in the day, but I was young, right? When you're 20 and 21, you don't need to sleep for eight (laughs) hours. You don't need to eat three meals a day. You don't need to drink as much water, right? Because your body just bounces back every morning. And so back then I thought I was invincible and then I could take on all these projects. Um, And I realized during my senior thesis research, so I had actually done a research paper, not even on business either. My research paper was about um, female veterans and how they're treated in the media and also how they're treated um, after they leave the military, getting back into, you know, the, the, the real world, I'll call it into normal, normalcy. 
Um, and so that wasn't even on business or anything either. Um, but I found that with all of these different classes that I had taken at Damon, my internship was at Horizon Village. So I was working with um, inpatient for rehab. And so it was just really interesting that I kind of got a taste of a little bit of everything that I thought I may have been interested in. And then I actually found that business was what I was interested in and I was actually really good at it. And so my junior year is when I had started Pure Romance back in 2011. I was working on my thesis at the same time and I just saw myself and all of my friends basically not have a life outside of school for two years. And they were studying for the LSATs. And I said, you know what? Law school will always be there, but I can try this business now and see where I end up. Right. Because law school and a legal that that will always be there. Right. So after I had graduated uh, college, everyone had said to me, you need to do something with your degree. You spent four years, you spent a lot of money, you need to do something with your degree. So I actually worked as a paralegal for four years. Oh, and really? I wor- yeah, I worked in a law firm. So I was still doing pure romance. Uh, that was my full-time income, but my full-time job was a paralegal. Back then I was making $10 an hour with my degree, right? And so that wasn't even enough to pay all my bills, including my student loans that I had. However, having that supplemental income was really great for me to be able to work my pure romance business around my nine to five schedule and make up for that. Instead of having to work in the restaurant, I was getting a little bit older at that time and I did not want to work, you know, eight hours during the day and then six or seven hours at night in a restaurant. So I was able to find that kind of balance between all the things I was trying to juggle um, in my early twenties. And then in 2017, um, August 1st, 2017, I went full-time with Pure Romance. So I've been full-time for almost five years now, and I've been in business for almost 11. So a lot of people think that my journey just, you know, kind of started at the beginning and I've been doing this full-time for a decade. No, I I really wanted to make sure that this is what I wanted before I took that leap because self-employment is not predictable and saying goodbye to that steady paycheck is really, really scary. So so I made sure I had all my ducks lined up and everything. And so, um, it was, it was the the best decision. And, um, I gave my boss a 10 week notice and we were able to hire someone who also was a student at Damon. Um, he was able to bring her on. And so we, um, work together to make sure that she was ready for me to leave. And so I think that that's really something that ties into how Damon kind of raised me in a way where uh, I found myself was there, even if the courses I was taking or the people, you know, that I thought I would be working with in the future, even if I don't have, you know, that same job that I thought I was going to at the end of it, those connections and those people are what made me confident. And uh, I I learned so many life lessons there. So now you just celebrated your 10 years recently. When do you think that things started to change in your business? Because it seems like it's been really going incredibly well. Do you think the pandemic had a positive impact on all of that? Definitely. So I started before 
a lot of people knew what pyromance was. So I guess we'll just start with that really briefly. Yeah, what is it? Pyromance is an in-home party plan company. So we have um, bath and spa products. We have health and wellness, um, nutritional supplementation. We also have an amazing skincare line um, and then women's health products. So we have lingerie, we have massage, massage aids, and we have bedroom accessories. And so a lot of people think of pyromance as, you know, those types of parties. And that's what I thought when I first was introduced to it too, but it's so much more than that. So we actually have um, research through Indiana University. We have courses offered through Indiana University as a way of becoming sexual health educators to our communities. So it's not just having an in-home party. When you're with me, you're going to learn a little bit of something and you're going to have fun while you're doing it. And so that's something that I really have enjoyed that I'm able to help that same um, type of way that I wanted to help people in the legal field. I can help women and be a safe place for them. And so that's something that makes me feel really fulfilled. And Puromance is kind of like the vehicle that has gotten me to where I want to be, where I am my own brand, right? Like my face and my uh, relationships have come from my efforts. I just have an amazing company with amazing resources to be able to help give me that. And so it's really great to be able to say that I have a partnership there um, and that I kind of can mold it into into what I want to do and what I want to, you know, fulfill how I want to help people whether yeah. it's you know men or women. And that's the thing. A lot of people also have a misconception that it's women only. I mean, yes, 90% of our product line is geared towards women, but we have an amazing men's collection of fragrances and colognes and, and body washes too. And so it's not just women empowerment, it's empowerment of all people and building those relationships with yourself and with others. And so that doesn't answer your question, but <laughs> to circle back around, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, having that when I was 19 years old, I, w- I wasn't taken seriously. I wasn't taken as a professional in business, right? I would go into in home parties and there would be women who were my age and then their moms and their aunts and their grandmas would be there. And they would say, what can you teach me about my body? Right? Like you haven't been, you could be my daughter. You're my daughter's age. What can you teach me? And by the time I would leave their homes, they would want to adopt me. I got invited to the next Christmas. Like it was just so much fun. And people were able to learn things and have fun and talk about things that they don't typically get to talk about in a very intimate and private setting where you can feel comfortable and not judged. And you can ask questions that we don't learn in school. Right. Right, And so creating that safe place has always been my number one priority, whether it's on social media or in, you know, an in-home party setting or in a private consultation setting, I try to make sure that I do that. And so when I was 19, I just had to stay really consistent. I just had to make sure that I was putting my my best self out there for first impressions and not letting those naysayers get to me and just proving every day that I was worthy of this and that I could achieve this and that I believed in it so much. I believed in myself so much with the support of my parents are super supportive. You know, I, I hit the jackpot with that. And I knew that it could turn into something at my second party. So I had oh. my first party. I was 19 years old. I I didn't know what I was doing, right? But I was like, this is going to be great because I just wanted a discount. So I wanted to share it with my friends and family. 
And that's as far as I really thought it was going to go was, you know, a little bit here and there. And so my second party was actually um, my upline. She had double booked. So she needed someone to cover that night. And I made $700 in three hours without knowing a person or knowing what I was doing. These women just wanted what I had, right? They were like, they were teaching me things and they were just so much fun. They were, it was just incredible. And so I learned that I didn't have to work serving and I was making really good money serving, mm-hmm. but I was making even better money with Pure Romance in one night in three hours. I was making more than I was making full time at my job during the day. Oh. So I was like, okay, there's something here, right? And making that money really quickly, I paid for my books that semester, like in a week. And I was like, okay, we are onto something here. And so I really was enjoying it. It was, it was paying me well. And I was able to make it flexible around my school time, around my, you know, my tests and stuff. If I had tests, if I had a, a, a busy workload, I could take a week off and it was still going to be there when I got back to it. And um, so I realized at my second party that this is actually a business that I could see myself in. And then from there, it just started to grow. And so at one point when I was full-time in the law firm, I was doing about four parties a week. I was doing full-time work and I was doing parties. And I made those sacrifices because I knew in the long run, the more parties I did, the more people I met, the more clients I built a relationship with, Mm -hmm. the less parties I would have to do in the future. And so coming back to your original question, the pandemic, I had to stop doing in-home parties. You couldn't even have a group of 10 people in your home, right? For the holidays let alone just to come and shop or just to, I I wasn't allowed in strangers' homes anymore. And neither, I didn't feel comfortable going into strangers' homes either. Right, right. right. So during that time, I transformed my business into hundred percent online. And I will tell you, my business was 90% in person, right? Before the pandemic, I did in-home parties. I did, um, you know, in-person events, bridal shows, all of those things, all of that. And then I couldn't do any of it right? Shows were canceling, parties were canceling, even our warehouse in Ohio for a while, we thought it was going to be shut down, but they were deemed as, um, you know, necessary. So wow, really? Stayed open. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you state of Ohio, um, but we were deemed, uh, necessary. So we, we were able to stay open. Um, but for a while I was thinking like, do I need to get a job? Because where is my next it, where's my next party going to be? So the month of April, 2020, I had 12 virtual parties. I sold more online than I had ever sold in like a year before, right? Like I sold more in that one month and my clients just with the virtual parties, I met so many people outside of New York, outside of Buffalo that I never would have met in an in-home party because Mm -hmm. their friends, their family, some people are transplants, you know, either from Buffalo or to Buffalo. And so I was able to meet everyone virtually through zoom and through Facebook and my business and my team exploded. So we had so many women signing up because we had an option for income without having to leave your home. And it was flexible enough without having to worry about leaving your house, leaving your kids. You know, you could still student or student teach. You could still teach your kids while they're learning from home virtually and get on a training, you know, for your business at the same time. And so 
that just allowed so many women, military wives, teachers, nurses Mm. who needed something different, who needed something extra during the pandemic to be able to start this. And then my clients, I, I always joke about the stimulus check, you know, stimulate <laughs> because it really did skyrocket my sales. People were staying home more. They weren't vacationing. Right. They weren't going out to eat. So people had extra money and I'm so thankful that they wanted to spend it with me. I mean, yeah. we have high quality products and they aren't cheap, but when you spend your money and invest it with someone who's local to you that you want to support, you know, you're getting that quality. Right. And so the pandemic definitely helped. Um, and now looking back two years later, I've transitioned my business to about 25% in person and 75% online. And that's something that I'm really happy with. And I never thought looking back three years ago, I never thought that I would, I would prefer virtual now. And so it just, it helped open so many doors and meet so, so many new people that I never would have before. Uh, very long answer for you. (laughs) No, that that was a good story. Yeah. That's my life in a nutshell. And and it's so much fun to talk about you know, all the ebbs and flows in business, because doesn't matter what business you're in, we all go through those experiences, right? And it's how you come out of those and how you use your resources and how, you know, you get through that. That's really going to be your success story. And so the pandemic, while it was horrible. And while the world is still going through things, there are silver linings everywhere. And I always Mm -hmm. choose to look at those silver linings first. Yeah. So you talk about a team. How, what is that? How, how do you have a team? So it's not just you. How does that work? Yeah, no. So we are in direct sales. So I have a downline. Um, I have 85 women actively on my team right now, and they spread from New York to California and everywhere in between down to Florida, up to Chicago. Um, and so zoom has really helped us stay connected in social media because I don't, there there are so many women that I've never even met before. Right. But I feel like they're part of my family. Um, and so, uh, all they did was just buy a kit. All you got to do is just buy a kit. You get the products and you can sell, you can keep it for yourself. There's no party minimum. There's no sales minimum. Like there's, it's really a low risk and high reward if you use that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, so out of the 85, I probably have five women that are full-time as well. And so I work very closely with them because we're all in sales together. Right. Yeah. And no yeah. one teaches you that unless if you go to school for it, but no one teaches you how to start an in-home party plan business. No. Um, and so it's been really fun. Uh, you know, there's so many crazy amazing people that I get to meet places. I get to go like that. I, I never would have thought, and I never would have had those experiences without pure romance. And so it's just been very, very rewarding, but yeah. So 85 women, um, last year we sold almost three quarters of a million dollars. And so it is a, a, a booming business and that's just my team that I help mm-hmm. oversee. That's not even, you know, all the other teams, the other company, like the rest of the company, yeah. um, and so it, it it's a business. I mean, I run a three quarter of a million dollar organization. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it is. It really is. And so, so you started out part time. You go to full time. Yeah. You're now on the board of directors as a member. Yes. And then yep. you're also national director. So national director is that where that eighty five people under you falls or yes, exactly. So I have leaders underneath me who have their own teams. And so I help support the leaders, um, as well. So basically it's a, 
uh, pay it forward is what the way that I like to call it. A lot of people will call it, you know, like the pyramid scheme or the MLM. And I think that direct sales can really have a negative connection to it if it's done the wrong way. But I've been in business for 11 years and I've seen companies come and go. And I just know that if you have the right heart and you're coming from a place of love and wanting to serve others, you're never going to lose. So having a downline, um, it's a volunteer sales force, right? Making them, you're not paying them to be there. You can't force people to be there. They just have to want to be there. Yeah, right. Well, and maybe that's the best ones to have are those that want to be there because they're motivated to be there. Absolutely. And and you can always work and help teach skills to people. You can't teach motivation to people, right? right? Right. So does pure romance have sort of a, or did they have, or have you started to create like a, a sales training program for them? So oh my God. Yeah. Yes. So pure romance dumps like $5 million a year into our training. We have incredible, not only just sexual health training, product training, but we do have a ton of speakers. So Mel Robbins was one of our speakers. Oh, really? um, yes. Um, we had, um, oh my gosh, Brian Parsley is a huge part of our um, organization. We've had Brian Tracy at one of our oh, events wow. as well. So it's not just the, and and that's the thing is where I think the misconception of direct sales and in the industry is specifically about pushing product. It's actually, we learn about retirement and IRAs and about health insurance and life insurance. And they teach us, you know, it's such a wide company. So we have, you know, partners in Canada, soon to be Mexico this year, later this year. Um, Australia as well. So, you know, they're not going to give specific New York state advice. However, talking about, you know, your sales, and if you have a party where you make X amount of dollars, you should be investing this percent and saving this percent and putting your towards taxes, this percent. And I don't think a lot of companies teach that to their employees or to their sales force where you're set up for success, where it's not just about pushing product or trying to get people to sign up. It's educating and empowering these women to turn this into a viable business that they can retire off of. And that's always been my goal since I was 19. And I realized the money that you could be making here. I want to retire by 40. I mean, I joke around now that I'm basically retired because I make my own (laughs) schedule. I could take my parents to their doctor's appointments when they need me. I can go to lunch with friends if I I don't need to ask anyone for permission. So I basically joke that I'm like half retired now. (laughs) But that's something that, you know, at 25, 26 years old, I had the company to help teach those things. So it's not just product education, like I said, or sexual health education. It's overall financial and just wellness education too. And I really appreciate that because no one else is going to teach you that in your thirties, unless if you pay someone a lot of money to teach you, to teach you that. Right. Right. So are there other positions that you sort of are looking at within pure romance or are you where you want to be and just, just go forward where you are? That's always the goal is just to kind of grow. I don't compare myself to anyone else. And I don't compare, I don't even really compare my business to the pandemic business because that's such a like far, far out type of thing that it's really hard to compare, but I always just try to be 
better than, you know, I, I compare months and I compare years and that. Um, but I also am a corporate trainer with Hero Man. So I travel, I've, I've traveled all over the world to oh. train consultants on how to build their business, build their teams, how to, you know, build rapport with customers and keep those customers for life and just keep coming back to you. And so I've been to Australia, I've been to Canada, I've trained all over the United States. And so it's not just a small Buffalo thing um, that I'm a part of. I've, I've been all over. And so that's not something that you apply for. It's just something that you get asked to do. And that's such a huge honor for me is to be able to run a consistent business that even corporate knows that they want me to teach my ways to other people because clearly it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exciting that there is no ceiling. Like you, you can do whatever you want to do and and make it make it as as big as you want it to do. So if someone wanted to connect with you or see what the business offers, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? So Facebook is a really great fast resource. And also like if you're interested in products or have questions, I do have a private VIP group for my female clients. Um, and so majority of my clients, like I said, are female. So that would be the best way is to get into my VIP group online. Um, and I can, I can share the link with you as well. Okay. So that way you can that would be share good. all the can, information. Yeah. Um, I do have a business line, so you can always text with questions there. 716-268-2155. Really fast to be able to connect with me there. Um, and then we also, I mean, I have a website. I have, I actually have two websites. I have an inventory website and then I have a corporate website. So if people want to shop with me personally and come pick it up, um, they're more than welcome to, or just do like a private lingerie fitting. They're more than welcome to. But okay. Facebook is probably the easiest and fastest way to get a hold of me. And then I can kind of gear you towards the best options for you. Okay. And I saw that you you specifically drove down to Pennsylvania because you had a very large order. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. So that's such a funny story. I can't you did not bring this up in the list of questions. I so. didn't, but it just came to mind. <laughs> yes. And so um I had a client. She is a really good client of mine and I've, I've never met her. Um, she lives in Pennsylvania and we're in Buffalo. So she lives about three hours away and she placed a very, very, very large order. The box was 47 pounds. And so I said, how about we meet for lunch? I can come to you, drop off the order. And, you know, just so that one, none of her products got ruined, but two, I kind of wanted to meet her uh, and thank her because it was the largest single order I've ever gotten in my career. It was worth over $2,000 worth of product. And so a lot of people are like, what is she stocking up on her at her mansion? I said, no, she's got three girls who all go through these products just as quickly as she does, plus her husband. So they're going through the lotions and the shave creams and whatnot. So she wanted to stock up for the whole year. And I said, that's one way to do it. <laughs> wow. It sounds like she needs to be working under you. Well, that's what I said too, right? Get a discount. But um, so my mom and I, my like I said, my mom is my biggest supporter. My parents are, and my mom recently just retired. So now her and I just like we could go anywhere anytime. It's so great. So she said she would come down for a road trip with me. And so my client and her husband actually drove an hour up and we drove an hour 45 down and we met in the middle. Um, and we got lunch and it was so fantastic. And I just really appreciate and and that's 
what February was all about and what March is seeming to be all about is just connections. So I've been reconnected with at least three people, um, like from not my previous life, but like from the past 10 years forward, like since high school, I have uh, my high school best friend reached out to me to reconnect. Um, two friends from college reached out to me to reconnect. And then I also had a recent friend. She had gotten married and was going through things. And, you know, we kind of fell off a little bit. We reconnected. And so I just want to purposely make connections with people uh-huh. and have like reconnections with people that I miss in my life. Um, and so that's brought me like so, so much happiness. <laughs> but that drive was so much fun. There is nothing to do in that part of Pennsylvania except a Zippo museum because that's where Zippo is created. Did you know Bradsford, <laughs> Pennsylvania is where the Zippo was no. made? It's, neither I did no I. Idea. <laughs> so my mom and I went because we were like, we can't be all the way out here and not just check out the Zippo Museum. It was so cool. <laughs> it was so fun. But we made a whole entire day of it. And so oh. um, they had driven down or driven, you know, up to meet with us. So I was really appreciative of saving you know, that hour each way and lunch was so great. And we had, we had never met before. And so it's just like those people that you never would meet in your entire life because she lives in Pennsylvania and I live in Buffalo. You would never, ever meet them. (laughs) Now it cost a fortune to ship that. (laughs) Well, and that's what I said is that there's (laughs) no way I would, it would have been hundreds. hundreds It was cheaper, even with gas prices. Now it still was cheaper to do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. An afternoon. So it was, yeah. And and that's what I, I I want adventure. Right. And that's what this business gives me is I, I always have a little travel bug. Right. And I want to go and see new things and meet new people. And so that's just, yeah, a great example of just how crazy one day could be. Hey guys, I'm going to Pennsylvania tomorrow. So now I saw you're, you're going to Mexico too, right? Yes. That is our board of directors trip. So that's that'll not a bad be- place to go. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny because they were teasing us of, oh, you need a passport this year. Because usually we've been to, I've been on the board of directors or position of prestige for President's Club um, like nine out of 11 years. So I've been on a lot of trips all over and they've never been international. So I've been to Arizona, San Francisco, Chicago, you know, Naples, Florida, wherever. And so I've, um, I saw the post that said, hey, you're going to need a passport. And I was like, sign me up. I'm going to make sure I'm there. I haven't used my passport in so long. I have to dust off that thing, but it's going to be a really fun week. Um, and so with the board of directors, we are the top 1% of the company. So you have your personal sales, your team's sales, and your personal um, recruiting into the business every year. And we started zero every year and we work our way to earn that position again. And so with Pure Romance, a lot of my best, best friends that I also never would have met, and they also live uh, across the entire country too. We only get to spend time together, like in places like Mexico, which I guess there could be worse places, right? (laughs) Um, And so the board trip is in Mexico. So we'll be learning about the new policy changes, new products that are coming out. Um, We also get to vote on things. So we get to kind of test products out beforehand and vote for our favorite flavor or fragrance or things like that too. So it's kind of like an insider edition uh, before things start to release in the company. And that's one thing that I really um, love most about that is being able to have a voice in the company and to be able to say like, Hey, I like this better than this. And they actually listen to you. And it's not just like a number type of thing. And so my 
seat on the board of directors represents my team and my voice, if that makes sense. So I try to vote, uh, have a vote with my team and Facebook and say, Hey guys, like, you know, this is coming up or this is coming up. Like, which would you prefer as, you know, as a brand partner? And then I try to take the majority vote from my team and that'll be my vote as well. So I try to represent all of our voices or as many Mm -hmm. voices as I can. And that's, that's the way that it should be, right? Like you're representing, um, you know, the top 1% of the company should be representing the other 40,000 people in the company. Right. Right. Well, it just sounds like they, they give you so many different opportunities, um, you know, teaching, um, sales and in the information on how to, to get that even better and better every year, leadership, I'm assuming been successful for them. Yeah. And funny enough, um, so my work study at Damon was the, um, with Kim Pagano and the orientation leaders, yeah. um, and all of like the leadership and leads program, like I ran those tables. And so it's just so crazy how my leadership kind of stemmed from Damon. And, uh, I think that's why I have such a passion for those types of things and why it was a really easy fit for pure romance to be in my life at that time, because it kind of coincided with exactly what I was doing in the orientation realm, in the, like the work study program that I was doing, I was learning those skills without even knowing I was learning those skills. So shout out to Kim Pagano because she (laughs) was amazing for my four years that I worked for her. It was, it, it was, I was a totally different person for the better when I left Damon. And I think that's something that built such a strong foundation for me that I was able to take those leaps and those jumps and those chances without having to really worry about failing because I knew that it wouldn't really be failing, right? I had a solid foundation and good plan um, to back up like a plan B in in case if I needed it. And luckily I haven't needed it. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, isn't it amazing how life, you know, presents these things to you. It was, you know, a friend asked you to go to a party and and look what it brought you. And, And had you said no, or had you been busy or whatever that moment had been, you would have missed out on it and not had known that. And I think that's just like a really good lesson for students right now is when when you're presented with an idea, and even if you don't really want to go or you don't think you should, go because you don't know what it's going to open you up to. Like, who would have thought? Absolutely. And networking and being open to meeting new people can be very uncomfortable. I, yeah. I am what my seventh grade technology teacher called a social butterfly. And he used that in a negative term back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Uh, my mom was like, that's not a bad thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but it can be really intimidating for those who don't have those social, you know, just extra, they're not an extrovert. Right. Um, but it's a skill that you can learn, right. Going outside your comfort zone and just learning to meet new people and doing that can lead to more success for your business and new connections and new doors that I never thought that I would ever have because of certain people that I now have in my life. If I didn't, go out of my comfort zone at the beginning and learn those skills. So yeah, absolutely. Networking and all of those skills that come from it can really lead to just a a different opportunity that you never didn't even, you didn't even know exist. I didn't even know this lifestyle existed. I didn't know 
that people owned their own businesses and made their own schedules. I thought people worked, you know, for 40 years and then they retired. And then that's when you were able to live your life. And once I learned otherwise, there, there's no going back now. I can't, I can't see myself <laughs> going back now. And I think that entrepreneurship is a very beautiful thing and it can be really, really scary as well. But that's kind of like the risk reward, right? High risk, high reward sure. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the lesson is just, you know, keep all your options open and, and don't be afraid to try, like, just don't yeah. be afraid to try. So what three pieces of advice would you give to someone, to a young female right now who, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch coming out of college in another couple months, um, who is thinking about owning their own business. It's interesting because when I interview people, and this was going on 20 years ago, I would say, you know, what are your thoughts five to 10 years from now? And they'd say, oh, I want to own my own company. And I'd say, oh, really? Like in what? And they'd be like, I don't know. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, but, and that was happening before entrepreneurship really became, you know, what it is today. But there are a lot of people coming out of school right now that that is going to be their path because I think more now than ever before. And with COVID, I think people just pivoted to different careers. Um, so what, what advice would you give, um, especially a, a young female who is about to encounter that? Uh, first piece of advice is to be extremely consistent. So you need to be reliable, you need to be timely, you need to be professional in all aspects of your life because people are watching and waiting for you to fail. And so the more consistent you are, the less people have to say about you as a business owner. And as a woman, you have to work twice as hard to get the respect that men do in our industry. And that's just the truth, really. And so consistency and reliability is first and foremost, number one. Uh, Number two, and this is something that I will never ever steer from is to be yourself. You cannot be anyone else in this world because no one else can be you. And if you are fake, if you are trying to copy someone else, if you are not confident in your own skin, people can see that. And if you are in sales, especially people know when you are trying to BS them and they know when you are just trying to sell to them. And so really in our day and age, being authentically you will attract your ideal customers and the people that you want to work with anyway. So really taking on that authentic self and being true to yourself, you'll never have that worry of uh, you know, do they like me for me or do they like me for the person I portray to be myself in these different aspects of business? Um, so that's a, a huge one. Um, and then lastly, something that I've learned in my sales career and what I think something that really helps me stand out is to always remember that people will remember you based on how you made them feel, not what you know, not what you have, not what you sell, but they will remember and walk away from experience, from an experience with you based on how you made them feel. And so a lasting impression, like a first impression, what takes seven seconds to make a first Mm -hmm. impression with someone, the lasting impression is forever. So you want to make sure that it's a positive one. Um, Something that I try to do in my business, I call it the white, well, we in Pure Romance call it the white glove treatment. And so packages, orders, conversations, 
are always led from a place of a great first impression and a lasting forever, like lasting impression forever, a positive impression. Um, and that's going the extra step to make you stand out from your competitors as well. And so Mm -hmm. making sure that you have those positive interactions, you make people feel great and something in sales that I've learned as well is people will spend their money with you. their cold, hard earned money with you. If it's something that will help reduce stress or reduce a sort of pain that they have or increase a pleasure that they have. So something that they want that excites them. So when you're in sales and you're starting your own business and you're trying to market to your ideal client, learn those things. What is something that you can help them with, right? What is something that will help make their lives easier, will help mom's lives easier, will help a business professional's life easier, or what is something really exciting that they want to do and might splurge on themselves to make them feel better? that instant gratification, right? So appealing to those people and strategically marketing yourself and your business that way can lead to huge, huge results very quickly because it takes time and you have to make a plan and work that plan. And that comes back to the consistency work that plan. So that was like four or five. <laughs> well, that was a lot. <laughs> I know. I could, well, and it, it just, I, I get so passionate about it because I didn't have anyone to teach me that when I was 19 starting a business. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine where I would be now if I did, or imagine like how, how life would look a little bit differently if I did have that or those tools. And, and I always say like, people will ask me about my Damon, um, you know, degree and my college degree, my bachelor's and like, I don't use it. And I say, no, I use it just in different ways than I ever thought I would. Those skills that you learn outside of the classroom are just as valuable, if not more. And so if you aren't on that exact path that you thought you were on, it doesn't matter because you're on the path you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And there's a couple of things there. Um, I think that nowadays, because people pivot so much within their careers, that it, it's those skill sets and it's those experiences that actually help you get farther along than the actual book and studying and all that. I mean, yes, that's all important, but, but, but I mean, it, it's the life experiences within the experience of going to college that is going to last you a lifetime than just, you know, going to the classes. And the other thing too, is about being authentic. Um, I think there's been a shift in the last, just in the last few years with sales people and mm-hmm. they're, they're still the old school of sales. And, and like you said, you know, you can see them coming a mile away. You can, and there's certain industries that still have that salesy pitchy thing and you don't want to go and deal with them and you do everything you can to avoid it and all that. But what I see is the younger generation of people. So, you know, from early twenties through early thirties, um, they have discovered their own way of the salesy thing. And it's not salesy at all. It's getting to know the person, building the relationship and oh, by the way, this is what I do too. And it's, Mm -hmm. so it's like a second conversation instead of the first conversation. And I think the first time I was kind of exposed to that was with a financial planner and somebody else had suggested that we meet. And so I just kind of came into the meeting ready, like ready to to have to defend. 
And yep. it was like, what can I do for you? Oh, I, you know, and we didn't talk anything about business. It was all about a personal level and how, you know, how we could help each other in a personal level instead of a professional level. And yeah. I just thought, is this really real? Like I, I laughed and I'm like, I don't know. And to this day, I still know him and I still, you know, and, and it's never been about what he sells. It's, it's, it's about who he is as a person. So I think that we've got a long way to go because there's a lot of other people that still have the old way of doing it. And I don't think they're ever, you know, they're going to linger for a long time. The new way is just so much more refreshing and, and there's just so much more to it that people can hold on to. I don't yeah. know how else to describe it. It's trans. It, it was transactional back then. It was yeah. a one-time transaction looking for the quick cash and that was it. And it wasn't about building a long-term relationship where, yeah. especially in my industry, my industry is very intimate. People tell me things that they would never even tell their best friend. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to build that relationship first in order to knock down those walls and be able to have those deep important conversations, but any sales industry, it really is about creating that connection because you can go around the corner and find someone else who does exactly what you do. What makes you stand out? It's being yourself and building those relationships from a place of actually wanting to build that relationship instead of, oh, what can you do to help me? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a mindset shift of, and being a product of your own product, I think is really important too. So mm-hmm. it's not just having a, oh, I have this or, oh, I have that to sell. It's, oh, my skin looks like this because I use this or because mm-hmm. I have that. And so I'm a walking testimonial for my product line. And everyone yeah. should be that way too, where it is more authentic instead of just trying to push something that's going to be like a magic cure or an overnight thing. Like yeah. it yeah. is, there definitely still is a stigma around it, but that's one of my goals is to lessen that stigma. And over 11 years, I think I've been helping, um, in, in the small way, but where it comes from a place of just wanting to help. And if my products help that's great. And if not, I will help you find a resource or a person who will. And it's not always about the sale. Like I said, it's about how you made that person feel. Did you make them feel empowered? Did you make them feel educated? Did you make them feel comfortable? Right. If you did that, then I did my job. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's, you know, it's, it's more refreshing um, to have those kinds of interactions with people. And also they remember you, that lasting piece that you were talking about. They remember you because you were the person, not the person with the product that you're trying to push. And so that's a, that's a whole different mindset and it, it really works. And I think it takes a lot of time in the beginning. Like you said, you know, it took time to build up the people that, you know, but now they're there with you forever Instead of trying to keep knocking on new doors, I mean, of course, you always want new people, but it's not as much as what you had to do in the beginning just to build that foundation. And that's so that's exactly exactly what happened for me. Now I only do, I was doing four parties a week. I only do maybe three or four parties a month. And with that, I only do parties with people that I know because I'm not going into a stranger's house right now, trying to bring something home to my family. You never know. Um, but I, I work on referrals. I work on positive word of mouth. Right. And so I will go this past weekend. Um, actually it was Saturday night. I had a party and, uh, she's been a client of mine for nine years 
And we were joking about that because back in the day, she was even telling the girls, oh, remember when Sabrina used to look like a teacher with like her dress pants and her <laughs> little blazer? And I used to, I had my name tag so that people would know my name. Like I really had, and that's the way that the company was back then though. We couldn't wear jeans to a party. We couldn't have, you know, any casual type of clothing at all. And now I'll walk into a party and people are like, Oh, when is a sales girl going to be here? And I'm like, (laughs) that's me. It's happened more than once. I'm like, that's me. And they're like, Oh, you're not like one of the girls. I'm like, no, I am. But like, I'm also here to teach you something. And so that's the first, you know, the first impression. Right. And so, uh, my in-home parties is how I meet more people and how I start building those connections. And I'm so thankful that my clients are bringing those people to me. Uh, I really had to lean on my existing client base to send referrals to me. And I am very thankful that they do. And I want to reward them for it. And so I give them free product or a credit or whatever, you know, samples and things like that. Like this is a way of saying, thank you. That's the white glove treatment of that lasting impression of, you know, I really appreciate you thinking about me because you could have sent them to the corporate website. You could have sent them to anyone. Why me? Right. I want to be that lasting friend that you can always send anyone to. And you know that they are going to get top quality service, top quality products. And I'm not just going to sell them just to sell them. I'm going to sell them something that either helps increase pleasure, decrease pain, something that they're looking for, something that they have questions about. I'm going to get those questions answered for them. And so that's why I think I get so many referrals is because I'm consistent across the board and that I make sure whether you're a brand new client of mine, or you've been with me for a decade, like you get, everyone is a friend of mine and important in my life because I wouldn't have a business without my hostesses, without my team and without my customers. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that, you know, it's a process that you've learned along the way, um, Mm -hmm. but you took advantage of the opportunity that was presented in front of you and then you just ran with it. And so it's, it's, and it seems like, I mean, you just seem like you are loving it. Like, I I mean, I've had some really great jobs with really great people and I never growing up thought this would be my career path. Like no, no one thinks that for themselves in their life. I just knew I wanted to help people. And this has been such an amazing avenue for me to be able to help people. Literally I help people every day. And that like fills my cup. And that's, that's all you can ask for as an entrepreneur is to not even feel like you're working. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you got to love what you do because it's, it's every day. Well, thank you so much job. So you don't want that. (laughs) Well, no. And, and, you know, the, the best thing about it is that, you know, Sundays come along and you can't wait to get to Monday because you got so much to do. And Fridays are kind of like, oh, you know, it's Friday already. I didn't get everything I wanted to get done. And you have that excitement about you. There are people out there that are in their jobs or in their careers and they dread Sunday nights. And and that's just such a terrible place to be when there's so many opportunities um, out there that they need to like search out. So thank you so much for being on today. I really um, enjoyed our conversation and I love how much energy you have for your business. I mean, I think that's why that you're the national director because you, it just, it just, you know, like when you talk about it, you just naturally like smile, like you're just like you're beaming. So thank you. (laughs) So I wish you much success, continued success that is, and uh, have a, have a nice trip to Mexico. should be warmer there than it is here in Buffalo right now. Um, But 
Yeah, and thank you everyone for listening to Sharp HR Career Corner. If you know someone right now who wants to make a career change but doesn't know how to get there, share our website, sharphumanresources-buffalo.com. We can help them get on the right path. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I. So thanks again for listening, and have a great day.